I'm Rachel Cassandra. Welcome to Midday Magazine for Wednesday, December 14th. The spring forecast for herring in Sitka Sound is down from last year, but is still expected to be among the largest in the last 50 years. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game yesterday announced that a biomass of over 150,000 tons of mature herring would return to the Sound in 2023, about 50,000 tons less than the forecast made this time last year for the 2022 season. In a news report, in a news release, Alaska Department of Fish and Game Management biologist Aaron Dupuis said that the decrease was due largely to, quote, natural mortality and waning of the exceptionally large 2016 year class, unquote. Nevertheless, the projected biomass of over 150,000 tons is the fourth largest since 1979 and exceeded only by the forecast of the last three years. Biologists estimate the size of the spring herring run using a number of tools, especially age composition data from last year's harvest, combined with dive surveys of egg deposition. Last spring, the department recorded about 92 nautical miles of spawning along the shoreline of Sitka Sound, 30 miles more than the 10-year average. The largest age group of herring harvested by commercial saners were six-year-olds. This year, that age class moves up, and seven-year-olds are forecast to be the largest component of the commercial harvest and physically larger than they were last year, too, at 148 grams versus last year's 126. The average weight of herring and Sitka next spring across all age classes is expected to be 134 grams. All this adds up to a possible harvest of over 30,000 tons of herring for commercial saners using the department's 20% harvest rate. Market forces, among other factors like weather and spawn timing, will likely play a major role in whether or not saners hit that target. Even with last season's record high biomass, saners landed just 25,000 tons over the course of nearly two weeks of fishing. Students from Petersburg High School performed at the Allstate Music Festival last month. KFSK's Jordan Lewis met with music teacher Chelsea Corio to learn more about it. The first music you'll hear was performed by the Allstate Band in Anchorage. Two students from Petersburg High School performed at the Allstate Music Festival in Anchorage last month. Students were there from all over the state. Chelsea Corio is the music teacher for the Petersburg School District. When students try out for honor music programs, which are part of the curriculum in Petersburg, she said teachers are already thinking about who could compete statewide. At the same time as we're doing auditions for honor band and honor choir, we are preparing auditions for all state. And so we submit those about the same time. And it's a little more intense of an audition process. The audition is harder itself. And then also the people judging it are usually a lot The students who went to Allstate this year were senior Megan Osoup and sophomore Eleanor Candle. Candle competed in the clarinet section of the band and Osoup in the tenor one section of the choir. And so it was pretty exciting to get Megan in. She's our only senior in the program, so any kind of uh, exposure she can get to awesome music is lovely since she's kind of been dragged through the mud the last couple years with COVID and choir. At the festival, students rehearsed for two days have one dress rehearsal, and then perform in the concert. 
Since the event features students from schools across the state, it's an honor just to perform. Megan was a rock star, as she always is in her choirs. She got called out by the conductor at the dress rehearsal because she was just living her best life, as he said. He's like, she's living your best, her best life, and all of you around her are doing nothing. <laughs> and so you look weird compared to her. Uh, and so she was able to kind of be a leader in the tenor section, which was kind of cool. Kendall was the only student in the band to be from a school as small as Petersburg. She also successfully auditioned in, for the All Northwest Music Festival. That festival features students from Alaska, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming. It will be in Bellevue, Washington in February. Corio said going to the Northwest Festival would be a priceless experience. You don't get to play at that caliber very much in high school. Even from where I'm from in Virginia, even when I went to all county and all district and all state and things like that, it's just, you know, you're surrounded by people that love what they're doing. Each of these festivals is unique. That's a lesson Corio tries to share with students. The other thing I try to really teach my students or get through to my students is even here, this year's band will never be this band again. Like this is the only time it'll ever exist in the history of the world. And that's pretty cool. And it's the same thing as far as all of these little bands going to Allstate, going to Honor Band, going to All Northwest, that band will never exist again in the history of the world. And that's just something that we should treasure and we should focus on and not just glance over. No two performances can be the same. This year, Candle will be in Bellevue at the All Northwest Music Festival. Whether or not she wins an award, the experience will be priceless. In Petersburg, I'm Jordan Lewis. The music you just heard was performed by the Allstate Band in Anchorage. A link to recordings of all the music performed at the festival can be found linked in this story at kfsk.org. The sole public float plane dock on Alaska's only native reservation is owned by the state of Alaska, and it's been falling apart for years. A new dock is expected to be completed this weekend, but pilots haven't been able to land there for over a month due to construction. KRBD's Reagan Miller has more. Metlakatla Mayor Albert Smith isn't quite sure how old the dock is, but he is sure that it's been deteriorating for years. So many years ago, I don't even have the offhand. I don't know what, what year it was installed. He says some pilots have struggled with landing in Metlakatla, where the state-owned dock is the only public option for seaplanes to touch down. There's also no commercial airport on the island. We had to do minor repairs here and there to try to uh, keep it safe. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty bad. Smith says weather has taken its toll on the aging dock. The changing weather, uh, we get more of a easterly wind in our uh, Chester Bay here, and the seas hammered it over the years, and and just uh, it's just broken all over the place. Crews from Western Marine Construction are on the island working to finish the project. The new dock was originally scheduled to open November 19th. It's been trying at times for them. Uh, like I said, the uh, easterly wind that comes through the bay here, it uh, creates quite a swell in that area. Um, but they, they've been working 12-hour days to try to get it done as fast as they can. 
work has been ongoing since November. Residents haven't been able to access the dock since November 1st. Planes that need to make it into Metlakatla are landing at a private dock owned by a resident. Because the dock is state-owned, the replacement is being paid for by the state's Department of Transportation and Public Facilities. A department spokesperson didn't return a message from KRBD asking how much the project cost. The new dock also will allow emergency vehicles easier access to the water in situations where they need to meet planes. With the, with the new dock's design, uh, ambulance is able to uh, drive down there forwards, and they should be able to turn around down there and drive back up um, for medical emergencies. Uh, where the old dock had a narrow ramp and uh, it in a narrow spot down there, you had to back all the way down it. Smith says the project is expected to finish up in the coming days, although weather conditions could bring further delays. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. Some kindergartners in Juneau have been learning the violin and an Alaska Native language at the same time. The instruments they've been learning on are made of cardboard, but they had their first recital last week, backed by older kids playing the real things. KTO's Yvonne Crumrie has this story. The older students are playing real instruments, but the kindergartners play cardboard models. For them, this is a graduation of sorts. That is a rite of passage to say you're ready to, to hold the real one because they will drop it. Lori Hagee helps lead the Juno Alaska Music Matters program. She says the violin lessons have been going on for over a decade now, but the Hlingit language part is in its second year. It's not only a pedagogical tool, but it's a culturally responsive um, practice to, to be singing. She says the program gives teachers an opportunity to make their curriculum more place-based and more reflective of Hlingit culture. Her language teacher, Ku Ye Robbie Littlefield, helps with the lessons over Zoom. When a teacher needs a help with a phrase or something new or correct, correct their pronunciation, I'm right there and they just turn to the screen and say, Is it like that? Ku George Holly, is a teacher and musician and a composer. Hagee asked him to help write the music for the program. I didn't have to think twice about that. So um, I came, became part of that, started to write music uh, to various poems and words of the various elders and Lance Twitchell. And it's been a beautiful thing to see these children absorb it in such a, an easy and respectful and joyful way. He also conducts the performance. On command, the kindergartners raise their paper violins to their chins and bow the imaginary strings with paper towel tubes. At the end of each song, they beam up at the applause. Next semester, these paper violinists will be fit for real instruments and start learning to play. They already have a head start on the language. In Juno, I'm Yvonne Crumery. A Metlakatla middle schooler recently learned she was accepted into a prestigious program meant to prepare her for the Ivy League. Staff at the Annette Island School District say KC Nelson is the only student they can remember being accepted into the program. 
KRBD's Reagan Miller has more. 13-year-old Casey Nelson is in 8th grade at Charles Leesk Middle School. Someday, she hopes to go to Harvard. Being accepted into the Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth could help. The program is for students who excel in school and score highly on a screening test. Casey says she had fun with that part of the process. I thought the test was cool. I've never really done anything there yet. Casey's mother, Cecilia Brendable, says her daughter took the school and college ability test as part of her application. It's a multiple-choice test full of above-grade-level questions on topics like math and logic. Brendable says Casey received her official certificate in the mail in early December. It took like 10 days, and they replied back and offered her classes, and we get to pick. Students who are accepted have access to a slew of classes that not only give them high school credits, but are meant to prepare them for a journey to Ivy League schools. She is interested in... Um, like a foreign language because a lot of the Ivy League schools want four years of foreign language and usually high schools in like smaller towns only provide like two years. So I think she was going to go for that or a science class. A Charles Leesk Middle School counselor pushed Nelson's family to look into the program. Brenda Bull recalls her daughter's reaction to the news that she'd been accepted. She was pretty excited. We just got the, well, they sent us an email a couple weeks ago. She's not quite sure whether her daughter will take advantage of the program online or in person. The family will work with Casey's school to learn more. At Charles Leesk Middle School, Casey is taking a math class meant for high schoolers. Brendable says her daughter tested with top marks recently. She might have eyes on Harvard, but for now, Casey says she's enjoying school in Metlakatla. I like native art. It's really fun. And I also like band. She hasn't completely made up her mind on what she'd like to study in college yet. I have a lot of ideas. But I probably want to study literature. She'll have plenty of time to think it over. She's on track to graduate high school in 2027. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. And for KFSK, I'm Rachel Cassandra.